And that's important to me, you know? Yeah. And that makes me want to, that makes me feel safe in everything. Because then it's like, mm. I feel safe introducing her to people. I feel safe <laughs> going to parties. I feel safe letting her raise children that I will make. I feel safe doing anything. Like, because <laughs> I know her intentions are, are good, you yeah. know? Yeah. And that's, and that she's got to get head on her shoulder. She's not, yeah. she's trustworthy, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's another big one too. Like, everybody has their off days. But in general, she's not going to drop the ball if I if, if I need something. You yeah. know, she's yeah. trustworthy. Yeah. She's She's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. And do you, have, do you have non-negotiable? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what? Big D. <laughs> big, big D. Big schlongadong. I'm size queen. Sorry. Um. Hi, welcome to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. Today I'm interviewing Matt and Rachel. Matt is a writer. Rachel's an actress. Um, all I want to say before we get started is in the episode, I... We talk about Cards Against Humanity, and I don't really come down that hard on it, but I just want to state for the record that I hate Cards Against Humanity. Okay, great. Here we go. Honey, 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 come home, because we've got things to talk about. I've been sitting here on my own, and I think we can work it out. Um, do you guys have questions or should we get going? I'm for I'm game. Let's just, I'm just let's just do it. Okay. I've only got headphones for Julie and myself. So okay. You guys, if you just want to pull the mics just right up, just around here. Perfect. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> was Courtney too loud? She didn't. She was. She didn't end up being too loud. At some I mean, point, I, you got. I was like, Courtney's really. Loud. Yeah. Courtney's a loud gal. <laughs> Babe, you think I'm loud? Courtney's loud. Yeah. You're just loud on the phone. I'm not. I'm pretty loud on. The You're phone. like my mom. You think I you get, have to scream into the phone? No, I don't scream. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I you know. are. <laughs> oh wow. Look at that fight result. I know. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You're right. What am I going to do about it? Okay, so Rachel and Matt, you just got married. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. A month ago yesterday, right? A month ago yesterday. What was the anniversary? Did you do something? No, we just realized it was right this second. (laughs) I was like, babe, we were married for a month. It's a high five. I was like, how how am I doing? How is she doing? She's doing great. I mean, it's all the same. I mean, yeah, that's just, what I was gonna ask. Like I said, like people are like, well, "Is it different?" I'm like, "Yeah, we have a lot of shit from Crate and Barrel now. <laughs> yeah. We have the entire we kitchen section of Crate it's and Barrel. Insane. It's like the, the greatest thing is coming home and there's like all these boxes of shit that you know what it is because you asked for it. So it's not like weird stuff. Are you, you like opening one present a day? Or? Yeah, I, Might as I well mean, be, yeah. so much of so much of it. Yeah, for I sure, mean, our mailman hates us. Yeah, <laughs> and the recycling bins are like thinks we're about to be homeless. Yeah, <laughs> it's like these like, people have credit card problems. I know. <laughs> I totally like our building is like seriously like what the hell yeah, is going it's like do? literally I came on one day and there was crate and barrel so high it covered the entire door like oh, it was all the way up the like door. outside your door it's it, the greatest yeah, part like, okay. you had to like I had to like <laughs> dig in through the boxes to get inside it's amazing are you like being diligent about thank you notes oh she just finished them. I it just was her finished big them and it week. is Awful. Why didn't weren't did you do any of that? No. No, no, no. What I would never. Gonna do? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna sign his name? Like there's yeah, like, it's so that they were like weighing on me and I was like, I have to do them because I kind of dropped the ball because I had my shower like two weeks before my wedding, so like I had to do mm-hmm. oh it just got like annoying. And then we had a few like rogue gifts from mm-hmm. people that are like weird and we don't know who gave them to us. And yeah. Here's this is my impression of wedding thing. So I'm 28 so my friends who have gotten married so far are like kind of on the younger yeah they'll they'll be of people they're they're on their first marriage they're on their first first marriages and they're the first of their friends to get married yes and the type of girl who is like let me get married right now is the same type of girl who's like let me write a thank you note immediately so these thank you notes came like whoosh oh yeah so i was like really i just clicked send okay yeah exactly so I'm going to read your email to me. Please. Or part of it. Okay. So I invited you guys to be on this podcast where I interview yes. couples about uh, fights they've had. Yes. Rachel says, we're totally down. Here's the catch. We don't really fight. <laughs> that sounds so douchey, but it's true. <laughs> it, it does sound douchey. It does. It does. <laughs> but then you say, we have argued though over little things and some bigger stuff. Yeah. 
to me, arguing over big stuff is what I consider a fight. But you don't yeah. consider it. We a haven't. Fight. No, we can't think of it. We don't stuff. have like an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We. I honestly, the one time I remember, I got really like the only. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go walk the dogs and like he <laughs> he. I don't even know what we were fighting about, but no, I was I getting really mad. You were like he, you were like fuck you. I'm gonna do a I helpful so, household chore yes. for you. <laughs> I was so I needed to like I needed some air. I needed mm. some air, and he you were laughing at me. Yeah, because I was so and you were, and I said why are you laughing at yeah. me? And because I'd never you seen say? you get. I don't remember, but I'd never seen you get mad before. <laughs> It you, would make what did me I say? irate. You were like, to be I was like, at. why are you laughing at me? And you said, because you're like mad and it's funny. <laughs> like, he's like, I've never seen you mad before. And, and I, did that diffuse or didn't? No, no that made really me so mad. Yeah, so mad. I've had, I've heard both things. Some people yeah. are like, when we start laughing about it, it's great, and then it's over. For me, it's the opposite. Yeah. It, it once one person starts uh, laughing about it, it's because I'm upset. Head, and for you yeah. to think that's funny is like. F you, no. and also, I don't remember what we were fighting about. No. Do you remember? No, 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 I have Just no idea. Just that you had to walk the dog. No, it had to do with something like, I was really stressed out about something. You wanted I, more help with something. Yeah, I needed and, help with something, yeah. and I was, like, asking for help, and, like, he was like, what do you want? And I was just like flustered and, and peeved and like, I don't know. And then I walked the dogs <laughs> and then I came back and now I don't, and that, that was like last year and I don't remember when you came back from walking the dogs. Was it like all over? No, I like came back and I was like, okay, I need to talk. I need to share things with you. And like, okay, I and need then, to express. Yeah. To it you took like five I'm minutes feeling. and then we were over. And we, and, but when she said I need to share things with you, you were like, okay, I'm not going to laugh. Yeah, yes, no, no. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I understood. It was. I wasn't like. I, I, I wasn't trying to laugh. I couldn't no, help sure. it. I, I just thought yeah, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little kid in school who's like shouldn't be laughing, and it was. Funny. Yeah, mm, it was definitely. Yeah, but do that, you think like people laugh in that situation because it's genuinely funny, or is it like kind of an uncomfortable like response to something uncomfortable? It's a little of both, it's but it's I, I think yeah. it's also just that like I think if you can laugh when somebody gets mad, it's because part of you knows. <laughs> that you're not afraid and that right. the, that it's not going to be a problem and that if anything like the person is just having a uh an emotional reaction yeah. in that moment and that it's not really it's not it's not going to be a problem right. so i yeah. don't know maybe it's almost like like i you people listening might think like oh these two people don't fight they're just boring human beings who no. have no emotions i fight i this i was divorced like yeah. i was in a horrible marriage mm-hmm. yeah. i can fight i know <laughs> fighting and if i've learned anything being with rachel it's that um, it's not the person; it's the relationship yeah. that that causes fights. And uh, I mean, obviously, people have issues, but if you can find somebody that you have a lot of respect for, and that you know how to communicate well, and you don't you don't happen to be trigger sources for each other yeah. in really right. bad ways that that uh, that don't help each other in, in a positive way, then I think the fights don't they they don't they don't hold a lot of power yeah and they don't so what are your i that uh, so interesting yeah what um are your guys's do you have you like do you know what each other's triggers are yes so like matt does not matt is um i am a loud new yorker that grew up in a loud house so for me like raising my voice is just that's the height of my emotion but it, if yelling at Matt is no bueno yeah I don't, I'm, I'm not I grew up with just my mom in a mm-hmm. quiet house and nobody ever <laughs> yelled at anybody if, if you yelled it was like oh my god remember that time you yelled like it's a thing oh. and, and in my house it was them. like it was like give me Rachel! dinner yeah <laughs> Like on a Tuesday at yeah. two o'clock. So like mm. you screamed because you needed to be heard over nine other people. But yes. for me, if you screamed, it was like oh, something has some gone horribly shit. wrong. Yeah, the world's on fire. Yeah. What, so when did you like figure this out about each other? I uh, when I yelled at him, I yelled at him. Yeah, at some point. At some point, something. and he was like, first of all, and it's like you know, like people that hate yellers, they get very like. You get very they get quiet. very low in their voice, yeah. and they're like, "Don't ever yell at me again." Like he's gonna like murder me or something, but not really. But it's so interesting to me that yeah. it's because no one yelled in your family. Because I have known it happens to be men. I imagine it could be a woman, but I know a couple men who also don't react well yeah. to yelling. But it's not from quiet house. It's from mean from mom. Loud from house. a mean mom. Or from mean uh, mom. Yeah, mom yelled all the time. Yeah, but I think I something that's yell. important is like in unhealthy relationships. An unhealthy reaction to finding out that the person you're with doesn't react well to yelling is to go, 
well, this is how I communicate. Yeah. What are we going to <laughs> yeah. do? A healthy reaction is, that's really good information. Yes. That's not a positive way for us to communicate yes. for you. That's never going to change. So we're right. going to work with that. As and opposed my priority to like, is communicating with you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Whereas I feel like in many unhealthy relationships, the reaction is you're taking something away from me mm. that I need. I, to, that's my soul, my passion, my that's fire. Am, yeah. I'm a fiery person <laughs> who, no, you're, you're not. That's yeah. just, that's, yeah. that's the way that you communicate and it, it you won't get any, you won't get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be acting yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. That's such a big yeah. thing about like, oh boy. Same do as you want to get what you want or do you want to whatever be more comfortable right. and the, be right the, the traditional yeah. male in, inverse of that is uh i'm not very open with my feelings like yeah. you know i'm, I'm yeah. that's not i'm not a big talker mm-hmm. like you know you can't make me talk whereas like no if the one's like we had to talk it out the dude just has to step up and go yeah i better be able to access those feelings or else we're mm-hmm. in trouble yeah so you know i mean you have to find the way to communicate and hopefully if it works, it's not that hard because you love each other and you just go, oh, that yeah. doesn't work. Well, I love you. I want to work. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't yeah. he the best? He's, right, he's right, so right. great. He's all so right. great. I mean, really, to hear him be like, that's why the man has to step on, step up and communicate. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Are you just getting butterflies? <laughs> I am. So happy. I'm like, I'm so happy oh, you're married. All the fucking <laughs> well, frogs. That's what I happens when you're like a little, <laughs> a little Jewish kid raised by like women yeah. and therapists. Yeah. I don't think I met a man until I was like, 12. <laughs> he did, and I have but three brothers again, this and my is father. So interesting. That also yeah. goes badly the other way. Yeah, if you, if you oh, never yeah. met a man until you were twelve, you yeah. don't. You never. You never saw a relationship with a yeah. woman. You don't no, know. No. Yeah. You're in a relationship with and I only know men. I have three brothers. My father's my favorite human on the planet. My mom is five foot Sicilian. Who's your favorite? Don't... Your father, Matt. Oh jeez, right. <laughs> you can see you have your father. I mean, my father's I'm like not my trying to replace like, him. My dad did good, like you know. Yeah, your dad's awesome. Yeah, I like he, your dad maybe more than you too. Yeah, <laughs> like my dad's hilarious. So like, and my mom is like the don't ever if there's one person in the world that you never want to fuck with, it's my mother because yeah. she will. Well, your mom is the reason that your whole family isn't dead and like yeah. in a ditch and yeah. on fire. Why? Yeah. Wait, why? Because <laughs> she's more. Because your family's crazy yeah, and they're like fiery crazy. and she's yeah. the glue. Yeah. yeah. And my mom it was crazy too and like it was all this in like the 70s and 80s were crazy and the 90s she was were bad crazier cop. and she was bad cop. She mm-hmm. had to like run it. She was like you, 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 I'm going to fucking kill you. Shut up, yeah. sit down, stop. Wait, like, what was constantly. so crazy about the 70s, 80s, and 90s? Well, my parents were fucking hippies. They mm-hmm. they came from um, alcoholism on both sides, hardcore. They were total mm-hmm. partiers. They were these little New York kids. And like at some point, they started popping out children of their own. And then they were like, oh maybe we need to like get jobs and shit. Like yeah. they were like, no. And, and like stop partying and stop partying. And my dad was like, but I can't, I'm, <laughs> I'm all fucked up. Free bird. <laughs> and then my mom was like, we'll get the fuck out of the house then. And then they had like this huge, like in the early eighties, my dad had to go to rehab and like turn his life around. And my mom was like, okay. And then a few years into his sobriety, my mom realized, well, if I don't start evolving with him, I'm going to lose him. So she, stopped drinking and went to Al-Anon and now they're like the they are then that really got them to be the people they are today mm-hmm. and then my brothers are crazy so then they had to and then like karma came around in the 90s and they had to raise two wild sons and me and then my younger brother and that was insane the 90s were insane I don't know how the hell people raise four children I don't know yeah I'm not having four children it we're not having four kids no we're definitely it's insane not. The I don't know how they did it <laughs> like and I think I think like our that was Guys, like the last time you could do it Matt like said, the traffic's bad enough in this exactly town. no I That's don't believe it. in anybody having and the traffic sucks you, yeah. you get one kid yeah. so I've, I'm used to seeing people like overcome crazy shit so I'm like oh yeah like let's yeah. like do that but uh, that, that is I think the biggest difference in us is that she grew up yeah. in a tiny loud house filled with people mm-hmm. and I grew up in a tiny house filled with nobody yeah and mm-hmm. I was alone all the time and so I need to be alone a lot to me yeah. it's like oh yeah like I'll spend a day with her friends and family and then at the end I'll be like I need like two days to <laughs> yeah. just like 
bring myself back to my center and yeah. like be alone. So you're an introvert. Uh, yeah, big time. But I'm also, I, I need people, like my yeah. ideal, I'm a writer. My ideal life is nobody look at me or talk to me for 10 hours and then let's all have dinner together and talk yeah. and then leave me the fuck alone for 10 more hours. <laughs> That's yeah. my ideal life. Mm-hmm. Is and like, that was very, very interesting for, because I've never dated anyone like that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I really, I need, I, it's not that I need to be alone. It's that if I'm not alone for a large chunks of time, I will get, I will be very irritable. Yeah. And yes. I will feel chaotic, and I, I yeah, I'm just yeah. used. I'm used to silence. I'm used to being alone. I'm used to like I'm very good being alone. Mm-hmm. Like I was a very happy, happy single person in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I don't need other people that yeah. much. Except you know, around six o'clock at night, I start being like. I'm, luckily, I have that because I know a lot of people who are just like, no, I, I need people like once a month. Other than that, I'm good. Yeah. But like you know, when the sun starts going down, I start wanting to be around people. So which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. Which will be really fun when we have babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, my I chose the right profession where it's like, well, if you want to eat, you everybody better leave me alone for 10 <laughs> hours every day. So like, I made it. I gave myself a really good excuse to I be alone. There, yeah. It's like, do you like this house? Don't talk to me until 6 p.m. Because <laughs> literally, I can't do my job. My, my dad also had a smart one in which he had to travel to Europe a lot. Oh, so I, yeah. He, I don't uh, really yeah. remember seeing him in elementary school. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you, it's good to pick the job like, that, that, yeah. that, that like, break feeds like, your yeah. issues as well as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That was very, it was a huge adjustment for me when I first started dating Matt. And like, he would have a lot, like, we would like. See I love this. Other. I feel like we're going to talk about all the moments that you could have had a big fight oh, yeah. and then did it. <laughs> Shit, so, yeah. Okay, no, so it's I'm true. Like, when did you learn this about Matt? Well, it was like job? our third or fourth date. We went downtown for dinner, and I like didn't see him. You know, like I didn't see them in a day or two. And then I was like super psyched to see him, and we were having dinner, and he was like, it was fine, but I could tell he was like in his brain, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, what's the deal? And he had to just be like, I when I work all day and I'm like by myself and I'm in my brain and I'm working on a story, sometimes I need like a few, and like he, he kind of like went right from work to me and he didn't have like that downtime. of didn't like, have like any transition Yeah, time, no transition yeah. time. So like his brain was like very much still in the story. And so for me as an actor, as someone who like needs attention, but like not <laughs> too much, but just enough, it was very hard for me not to take personally. And that early on was an issue that came up in the relationship I of me being like, I feel like you're not like present. I don't know like where your brain is. I feel like we're like in, we're here together, spending time together and your brain is somewhere else. And I couldn't help but take that personally. But then it just took me a while to be like, okay, it's, this is really what it was. It took a lot of like shitty relationships and then finding an amazing guy and therapy for me to be like, okay, mm-hmm. What did I learn in therapy? Like, what are my coping skills for this? Like, okay, I'm not going to take... He's telling right. me not... It's He's telling me it's not me, so it isn't me. And so, like, how do I... What do I do? Like, okay, so when he's in his brain or if he needs downtime, I just have to keep the focus on myself and, like, do my mm-hmm. own thing and, like, he'll come back and, like... So you were able to not take it personally just by, no, like, repeating to, that to it yourself. Took a while. Yeah. It took a it's while. Hard. I'm not going to lie. It took a while. Mm-hmm. It took, like, you know, it took some time for me to just, like... To like know that I'm I'm like falling in love with this man. I really love this person. He is a wonderful person, and just because of this one thing, like we're just different people, and like that's fine. That's awesome. I wouldn't want to be with someone like me, like an actor. But yeah. like, it's kind of exhausting, so. Do so. you feel like a button for Rachel is whatever this any the like retreating or like being less available and you've you now know just to be like I am available to you I just need to yeah, yeah. well I feel like we just understand each other's schedules at this point yeah now. Oh. And like it's you know I, I don't issue. I don't yeah. feel like I had to change that much I mean I like yeah. it, it helps that I really like being with her yeah. usually <laughs> usually right around the time where she's like where is he I'm also going where is she and so yeah. that usually works out pretty well oh, yeah it's, yeah I know it's like so yeah but I don't know that to me is something that you just just takes a long time to learn yeah. why it's dangerous to get married when you're young is that yeah. like you're gonna you gotta learn that lesson that you're you're, you're not gonna change anybody you're literally yep. not going mm-hmm. to change anybody and the only way you can change anybody is by accepting that you're not going to change them and giving them a huge amount of space and freedom and then if they love you they will want to give you things you want yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. it 
And that's yeah. it. That's the, so that's all think, there is to you it. You do think people can change, but you don't think they can be forced to change. No, I think no. The, if, if anybody's going to change at all, it's going to be because they want to give you things because they love you because you bring out the best in them and don't try to change them. And yeah, yeah that's it. The, it, it. I mean, it's just, it's almost like the same way you train a dog. Like if, <laughs> if there's no incentive for them to do something positive other than fear, you know, you're not going to get a good response out of it. You're going to create an angry animal yeah. that, that maybe gives you what you want, but it's going to resent you for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it also doesn't give you what you want because you don't want an angry animal. No, of course <laughs> not. Yeah. Um, okay. What? Like any other? I feel like these are kind of like big yeah. issues. These two, whatever. Yeah. Ways of communicating, and also a very like, which we've kind of said like gender typical. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Definitely. I th- I really feel like Matt and I are what happens when you find yourself in unhealthy situations. Like, we are, like, the positive side Mm -hmm. of, like, going through, although I was never married before I met Matt, I certainly have been in, like, long-term relationships that did not, that failed, and having to, like, go through that and, like, discover myself and work on myself and, and love myself first before you can I mean that really is true you really do have to love yourself first before and have and it sounds douchey and, but it's true sounds douchey, but it's true <laughs> to be able like Matt and I have said we've said this before to each other like six years seven years ago if we met each other we probably I don't know if I had met you within the first three years of my divorce it would yeah. have been a disaster oh, yeah. Yeah. why I just wasn't ready I just yeah. wasn't I hadn't yeah. I hadn't learned the lesson yet I hadn't I hadn't mm-hmm. yeah. I hadn't learned that I deserve happiness oh. you know I hadn't stopped chasing disastrous people yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know too. i hadn't stopped thinking i needed to be treated badly or that yeah. i you know didn't deserve things or mm-hmm. yada yada and um, i definitely did like the fixing i was the sort of a fixer in my all of my 20s and hiding behind the relate the guy and fitting and putting the guy first and it was always about that mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. I was like, oh, no, this is not, that's not how it works. So what do you think with with both of that, with feeling like, with chasing disastrous people mm-hmm. and with being a fixer, like, what do you think flipped the switch? Just enough was enough or? Yeah, I think I turned like, 30 and I was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. Like, I was like, holy shit, I'm 30 and I know like 2% of myself and I've spent so much time worrying about other people i need to love my i need to my i am i need to be number one in my Mm. life right now and i needed to like really embrace who i was what i wanted what was important to me in order for me to like really find someone that i really wanted like to do it with so what did you what what did you discover was who you were and what was important to you and oh dear (laughs) (laughs) oh dear I really needed um I think uh I realized that it was okay to be me I felt like I I was compromising too much in the past with some people and I just wanted to be able to be myself and not have someone want to change me or or make me be in something that I wasn't and vice versa. It's like super important. It's kind of amazing the difference between the way you feel around like people that you can be yourself around. And then, and and I, I do feel like it's a growing up thing and an aging thing. And when, when, now when I'm around people, I feel like I can't be myself around. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I feel like I'm in high school. It feels like high school and I'm pretending. Yep. Yeah. And that I did that for a bit with in my singledom years after my big. Was it like feeling like you had to pretend to be cool? Or... Yes, yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> cool. I'm from New York. My name is Rachel. I'm single. <laughs> like I, I had to do some of that. And even when I was with other people and stuff, and yeah, I had my shit together. I didn't care about anybody, but my. So there was like an extreme thing to that to finding myself I had to really like kind of be all about myself and then mm-hmm. you know find the bumps along the way and be like oh no I don't have to do any of this I don't have to like prove myself to anyone and yeah that was like really really important to so me. what about you Matt like when did you did you just like hit your limit and you were like I want something better than this or well, I was in an untenable relationship mm-hmm. that I couldn't live in anymore and 
Um, but I still wanted a family and I still wanted children. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to experience love and I wanted to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a happier person in a positive relationship mm-hmm. than sure. I am even at my best alone. Um, but to me, the biggest lesson yeah. was just learning that finding somebody I respected and it sounds, it sounds unromantic a little bit. And I feel like it's something that I've heard like 60 year olds say, like we work because I just respect her, you know, like, but honestly, like that's the way you go to bed, not angry. That's mm. the way that fights don't carry on into the next day is that at the end of everything, like Rachel's just a really good person. And I, and I really respect her as a human being. And I think she's I'm so glad you're saying this. And kind. <laughs> yes. Like I can look back at most of my past relationships. And if I'm honest with myself and I have to answer the question, was the person I was with, do I think they were a really good person? I, I can't <laughs> emphatically say yes. Wow. To really? Most of them. I could say that. I could say that I was. Well, I was worse than you then. But <laughs> I was. And I mean, and, the, yeah. and I mean, I don't mean like the universal good. Good for me at least. Mm. Like mm. maybe they'd be perfect for somebody else. But mm. I, I didn't. In my heart, in terms of like what I value in a human being, they weren't. Uh, they weren't hitting my uh, enough respect meter because otherwise fights corrode, you know, and every fight Mm. leaves a little scratch that doesn't heal. And then over time, like you feel like you're fine, but then all those little tiny scratches start adding up and you don't forgive. You say you forgive, but you don't really forgive because in your heart, you're going like, uh, well, that person, you know, isn't as loving and kind when they need it. And boy, like all those times when I was like really broken and having a hard time, like they didn't step up and I'll never forget that. And I'll yeah. pretend I'll forget that. And I'll be like, oh, mm. they had a bad day. But in my heart, I'll go, oh, that person isn't really there yeah, for me. And, like and I know that. Trust and- or like, oh, I don't know how good of a mother that person's going to mm-hmm. be. I've seen they react to animals or children in weird ways. And uh, I'll forget that for now, but I can't mm-hmm. really forget it. And mm-hmm. like, you know, you want to deny things about, you know, and it's not universal. Like, it's what you want in a person that you want to spend your life with. Like these are traits that, you know, that are not optional. There's non-optional traits, you know? And so to me, that's what respect is. You got to have somebody who has all of those traits that for you are not, that are deal breakers if they don't have them. I think Mm -hmm. it's such a big difference to like be in a relationship with a person you love versus like being in a relationship that like you can love the relationship mm-hmm. oh, more yeah. than you love the person. And, oh, yeah. and then fights can get really um, just so da- more damaging yeah. than if you're like, I love the person and our relationship will change and it is what it is. Um, mm. So yeah. yeah. Bill, Bill Murray said something on Howard Stern uh, like uh, uh, in the last few years that has always stuck with me, which was uh, he said he was in an airport and he was talking to some kid there and the kid said that he was, he was going to ask his girlfriend to marry him. And he asked Bill Murray, like, should I do it? And he goes, um, here's what you need to do. Go on a vacation with her for a month. Just you two alone. If you come back and you want to marry her, then you can marry her. And to me, that's really key because I, it, you really find out how good you are together when traveling becomes a microcosm of your future together in a lot yeah. of ways. It's like, how well are you in stressful situations? How well are you in, and it, it forces it all into this tiny period of time. How well are you when there's no one else in your life but you two? <laughs> you have no yeah. friends, no family, nowhere to retreat to, no office to go to, and you but are stuck about, together. Like, I like to go on a vacation where I lie on a beach with a cocktail. I feel like that's yeah. not a good test of like. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Like does, it. does maybe the person lying next to you? I want to go bungee jumping. I want to go hiking. I want to mm, do this. And yeah. if you soon realize you guys don't like doing the same shit, and that's really important. And and one thing I I've never traveled well with somebody, but literally Rachel and I are better when we're on we're like we're on vacation we than we're at home. Like we are <laughs> good. We are and so was, good at traveling together. And that's something like that was like really huge yeah. for me. When you what was your first trip that you went on oh, together yeah. Wait, oh, we can had we a pause? i want to return to this first yes. i yes, want to yes, know yes. what were your your what are your non-negotiable traits oh, oh yeah. they're pretty simple my non-negotiable traits are do i do i believe in my heart that she is kind mm-hmm. like genuinely kind mm-hmm. do i believe that she's giving and do i believe that she is capable of love like and and real love and those were you know those sound like pretty basic things yeah. but it, those are hard to find yeah. like and, you know, genuinely kind, a, re- a really mm-hmm. good, like, Rachel's a better person than me. I feel like you should be in a relationship with somebody you think is a better person than you. And I think she is a better person. She is, <laughs> she is, no, she is, I'm, a, I'm an asshole. She's straight up just a kinder person than I am. Mm. And that's important to me, you know? Yeah. And that makes me want to, that makes me feel safe in everything. Because then it's like, mm. I feel safe introducing her to people. I feel safe <laughs> going to parties. I feel safe letting her raise children that I will make. I feel safe... <laughs> doing anything like because i know her intentions are are good you yeah. know yeah and that's and that she's got to get head on her shoulder she's not 
Yeah. She's trustworthy, you know, mm-hmm. and that's another big one too. Like everybody has their off days, but in general, she's not going to drop the ball if I, if, if I need something, you yeah. know, she's yeah. trustworthy. Yeah. She's, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. And she's do you reliable. have, do you have non-negotiable? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what? Big D. Big, big, D. <laughs> big schlongadong. I'm a size queen. Sorry. Um, uh, misery, like no misery allowed. You can have mm. moments in your life that you are in, that you're going through it and I will be there with you until the end. But if I, I found, You can't be in love with your misery. No. I found a lot of dudes that are in love with being miserable. Yeah. And I, that is not, I can't live with that. I think it's very like narcissistic and unhealthy, and I just see that's funny though because I would I consider I like I'm a I'm a Russian Jew. I know like, <laughs> you're like I'm miserable. I'm a I'm a 19th century Russian literature major. Like all I know is Dostoevsky. Like I Dude, I'm a miserable dark person. Yeah, but that's why I love you is because you're you laugh at it. You don't take it seriously, and you see the like silliness in it, and you just sort of yeah. you're you make you're positive and yeah. I feel like in my heart I'm positive, but, yeah, but I have there, a I go through a dark path to get there. You totally can because I'm talking about misery that like you don't grow out of and you don't that like prevents you from moving forward right. in life. Mine is more just like a a really depressing worldview, but I think yes. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't yes. feel good about anything around me really. Yes, <laughs> I can't. Um, There's enough traffic. So you know. yeah, yeah. Like I'm an evolved man earthquake. to me is like the biggest turn on. So like if you are w- really willing to work on yourself and um, and admi- admit that you are not the end-all be-all and there's something greater than yourself, I um, that, that to me is quite frankly like a diamond in the rough sometimes to find, but I have friends. I know, I feel family. like yours were, seemed, seemed basic and yours yeah. are kind of a tall order. A little bit, yeah. Um, and I don't think I am any of the things she's describing, which is hilarious. I think I'm like totally a, a narcissistic well, piece I'm of so shit. I'm so glad we're having no, this conversation. No, you totally are not. Um, I feel like I'm like the darkest, most narcissistic person I know. And um, uh, addicted, per- I, I can't, uh, like my non-negotiable. She might I've divorce me, I don't know. True. I'm like yeah. convincing her that I'm like totally the wrong dude. Uh, no, uh, not, I can't be with an addictive personality. Oh, I definitely don't have that. Yeah, except mm-hmm. I, you know, I have I have some small addictions, but they're not the kind no. that like fuck up your life. You don't have the real. I like ones. coffee and I like board games. Yeah, that's. <laughs> that's Are you really addicted to board games? I, I think yeah, I am. Yeah. It helps like, his brain. Like, there's something to do with his. It's honestly. the opposite of creative. Yes. So it's relaxing yeah. to me because there's no, there's no, it's no blank page, and I, I stare at a blank page. So all day. do you I hate? Like rules. Do you hate Cards Against Humanity? I'll no. tolerate it. It's yeah. a good entry level game, but it's. I don't like it because I feel like it is. It's not the opposite of creative. It's like fairly creative. Oh, and, I find and it I'm a little bit like I'm off the clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I find oh, it's, it's like, true. yeah, it's faux creative. Like, yes. You have four choices yeah. and none of them are all that interesting. Yeah. And then I'm just sitting there going like, I could have rewritten this nine times better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and people get so titillated by like yeah. the, the edgy ones. But I had like, some, it's, yeah. I played it with my dad who's very religious and it was, he had a great time and that was a trip just to see my dad yeah. play like, you know, a dwarf shitting in a box and yeah. like have him <laughs> yeah. think that's funny. And that, yeah. that was it's great to play with people that aren't like you, which yeah. you know, that's what I, that, that game is. But it's all best. based on opinion though. So it's like, yeah, but I that's, know. The, you get to know people that funnier way. than someone else. I, know, I, that's, I think that's a really important game that, that for people, I think it's great. Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I just like more stuff to distract yeah. me. You like the most complicated games. What games you know, do you like? It, you don't know any of, of them. Any of them. Really? I'm like, them. I'm fairly deep. I'm, I'm not, I know like quite a lot of board games. What I'm do you not, know? I know, like Pandemic, yep. Forbidden okay. Island. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we play Pandemic Legacy together. We yeah. play with that. Yeah, but yeah. I Settlers of Catan is my favorite. It's good. Okay, it's good. Those That's are very good, good like entry level yeah, games. Those are level. real games what, that so, exist in that world. Can, yeah, yeah. So can what are what's the next? What's the deep well, cut that I should turn to? You would like well, next? There's very heavy European style games yeah. that we play, and heavy meaning extremely complicated, and usually take between three and six hours. Mm-hmm. And the, there's the, recently I'm very into a company called Splatter, which is a Dutch company, and it's mm-hmm. two guys and they make games of 3,000 print runs and they are inc- They just had a game come out called Food Chain Magnet that's mind-blowing and it's incredible. one of the hardest games. But like, you know, there's games like Agricola or um, uh, Terra Mystica or even Eclipse. So these are sort of these big box heavy Euro games that, mm-hmm. you know, you could even buy on Amazon and aren't that hard to come by and, okay. you know, reasonably priced. And, and those are good, like, entry-level heavy mm-hmm. Euros mm-hmm. that will then lead you down the path but of addiction. Like, of, it's, it's like, it's really like 
pretentious, yes. very like uh, artisan board games. I've like, never like encountered that. Like there is a whole world, world of these before. of these oh, really smart, probably Asperger's guys yeah, who make Asperger. these very very in depth games. And there's a very small community of people who buy them, and they sell out instantly, and they're way overpriced. But they're like little works of art. Wow. There's a game yeah. called The Gallerist by. Uh, oh yeah, uh, The Gallerist uh, is cool. Uh, uh, I think is he Portugal or Czech? I forget, but one of those. But he uh, Vidal Lacerda who makes these incredible games that he did a game where he it simulates running an art gallery and it's beautiful it takes three hours to play and it's the most complicated thing ever but it's like it's yep. a perfect simulation of like <laughs> every bit of the nuances of like running a wow. business yeah but also i found like, matt reading like an 800 page fucking book about vietnam war and yeah, i was like this is my version of it <laughs> i was like we'll get your version i was next. like babe what are you doing reading this insane book that does not look like a history book about Vietnam and the Vietnam War. He's like, oh, because um, I'm getting this new game that uh, it's about the Vietnam War and it's a board game about the Vietnam War and I need to like brush up on my fucking Vietnam War history Yeah, so my knowledge. strategy makes sense. Yeah, so I'm not just like making so silly choices. So he was choices. prepping to play, uh, to play a board game that right. was so do, you, do in you guys the play together? Or do you have like war. game friends? No, I have a, a very intense group of gaming friends that who are we lovely and wonderful. And yes, they're all like. But Rachel does not. You I have I have my games that I like to play with Matt like and others. I like Splendor. That's a great game. Which is a really great I game. recommend that to anybody yes. who's interested. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple, fun, I like, great game. I um, like Sheriff Nottingham, which like we haven't a, played yep, in a That's while. a very fun game. You Code like names. Secret Hitler, which is I out yet, but we've been beta testing, which is the yeah. same people who make Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. It's the best game ever. It's okay. incredible. It's hilarious. It's yeah. like so much fun. It's coming out loud. in April or May, so look for it. It's a, a really fun Secret group Hitler. game. And Codenames. Codenames is a great four-player game. Yeah. A wonderful, really, really good for it, which you would really, really like. Okay. And what else? the hardest you game like I Pandemic ever, Legacy. I love That's Pandemic really and Pandemic Legacy. And the hardest game I ever played with Matt was Brussels. Brussels eighteen twelve. Yes, a very complicated. Well, my One dad had had a stroke that day. Yes, and I this was is freaking love right out. here. This is love. I was freaking out, and she, you looked at me and you were like, "Let's teach me a game right now." And I was like, I pulled out the most complicated game I could think of because <laughs> it was the most distracting thing I could possibly find, and I made her play. A, she had never played anything even close to this and she yeah. just sat there and we played it and it was great and it was really yeah. that was one of those like oh I fell in love with you moments yeah. for sure Aww. Yeah, it was really cute what but other yeah. what other moments no you know what that's not what this I know. is about okay <laughs> let's um uh, uh, what are some of the little things that bother me that about you have him? argued the little things as opposed to the bigger things. Oh, the cabinets. She, she gets annoyed. I leave the cabinets open. I married a man that's like a 12-year-old boy and goes into the kitchen and opens the cabinet to get crackers and doesn't close the cabinet. Yeah, it's like poltergeist. Why? Just, I just leave it all open. Why? Oh. Why? Because I have to put the crackers back. So let's close it when they're back in there. Looking at an open <laughs> cabinet is like looking into the dressing room of like an old fat man. Like I hate, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I also leave cabinets open. Why? Because it's not, why do I, it's not, I'm not leaving them open on purpose. It's not connected in my brain to, to open close it. To close it? It's you open really something, not. you close it. I open it, get babe, babe, the thing. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that and see I'm like it doesn't didn't bother me at all. Oh okay, so it's like you owe the cabinet to get the thing that's for something you're, that you're doing. doing. Else. So then I it's just not built into my brain pattern to like to close. Oh, my thought my literally God. is though, well, I'm gonna put this back so I'll close when? it. When I'm done eating it. <laughs> and I'll probably forget, but uh, whatever, it's all good. Also, he there's literally a trail of socks in our apartment. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just kick my socks off. He, and wherever wait, he is, he takes his socks off, and that's where they stay until <laughs> who fucking picks it up? Me. <laughs> All over. Like, I'll come home, and I'm like, there's a sock in front of the door. There's a sock in front of the <laughs> fucking cabinet that he left open. Like, there's just socks everywhere, and I don't understand why. Uh, oh, my. Oh, the only. So, I. We are the opposite in how we fall asleep. Yes. Which is tough. 
she falls the minute her head, head hits the pillow she's out wow. really i need yeah. one hour of uninterrupted <laughs> reading silence mm, don't just yes. i need i need i just can't i literally that's what it that's ever since i was like six years old mm-hmm. i have to read for 30 minutes to an hour or i there's no sleeping for me mm-hmm. and she she'll come in the room she's getting ready she's folding laundry on the bed she's doing this she's loud boom and i'm like in my head i'm just going well the clock doesn't start until she <laughs> fucking shuts the fuck up and gets in the bed and so i'm just sitting here pretending to read but i'm really just like wanting to fucking really? stab you're her you're pretending or reading some well, no you're distracted i'm not able to i'm reading but i'm reading the same sentence a bunch oh, and i'm like boy, please oh, just get your contacts out and hurry this up yeah i lay down and i'm like oh man i got so much on my mind right now and I'm like, <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's, it's, and that's when you're ours. You know, and that's and yeah. it's like, man, I can begin. Um, that's the only, yeah, that, and then she's very loud on the phone. Which, but, but I'm not that loud on the phone. You, you shout into the phone like a 60-year-old Jewish woman who just got her first phone. Well, it's because I use my ear that you're, you know, that you're buds. Hey! And like that, from the next room. And it's like, you know that if you just speak, hey, it's the same for them. Yeah. But what not for me. What do you think me. the earbuds do? <laughs> She thinks the microphone is in the other room. (laughs) Because, well, number one, when I'm loudest, it's when I'm talking to my 96-year-old grandmother who can't hear anything. Well, that's different. No, but it's not. It's the same same yelling if it's your brother or your mom or Kim or anybody. Yeah, I don't know. You're a loud loud person. I just use my diaphragm. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm loud. You're a loud person. I feel like I talk like this level. Which is kind of loud. That is, that was, that was oh, a little piercing. <laughs> you use your diaphragm. You also use your yeah. nasal resonator. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like whatever. Like, leave me alone. But the funny thing is, it doesn't really bother me. Like, actually, like I like that she's a loud person because it's the opposite of me, and I'm so quiet. Really? So I don't. Yeah, but I mean, unless I'm sleeping, he or, shushes me. Sometimes that would make you. my you head spin in a me. circle. But not in like a, not in the way that people think. Like, shh, like I'm like, please. Can you just bring the volume down a little? It's but not, he blames it on the fact that we live in an apartment building and there's like neighbors. He's like, shh, baby. Well, no, I have a real, I, I have a real thing of yes. like tr- treat everyone yes. around you how you want to be treated. Yeah. And so I try to not be loud for people because I hate living in a building where people are loud. So I think it's, I, and I also feel like if they ever hear me loud once, that will unleash them being like, well, I'm free to be loud. And so I don't That's like to give so, them that opportunity. I, I think I kind of think about it that the same way, but the flip side, I'm like, I tolerate my neighbors being loud because I want to be able to oh, be loud. Oh, yeah. No, I'm see, kind I of the like, other, yeah, I'm a little way. bit like, like, I'm more like you. I want to ride the high ground yeah. of being like, yeah. if I ever need to go up there and be like, you've never heard me be loud. Yeah. I'm <laughs> you to please not be loud. Yeah, yeah totally. But there, we all agree there's the social contract of either we're all loud or none of us are loud. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have to live in the second one or I move. <laughs> there's one thing that drives Matt crazy that I, that like he like hates, but I, it's, is it weird that I find things that drive him crazy? It amuses me. That's <laughs> what, what is it? Yeah, what is that? I like, like we went to the Broad Museum like two, two, week, oh, God, two yeah. weekends ago. And also, I think in other social situations, we've seen this as well. But we went to the Broad, which is a museum in downtown Los Angeles. That is a, a beautiful museum that Eli and... Eli and Edith. Yeah. Eli, Eli and Edith Broad donated all of this is all their artwork that they've collected over the years they're billionaires it's a free museum we go to the museum it's all modern art it's a beautiful really it's a really beautiful beautiful museum that was given to the city and it's quite extraordinary go so we go on a sunday we knew what we were getting into it's brand new there's a gajillion people there and we are on the second floor going through all the rooms it's just like incredible incredible works of art we're walking through we're walking through there's pockets of people everywhere and the there's a lot of young people i'm sorry it's women that sorry guys but it's true that are taking selfies in front of everything and to the point where they don't even know what the ta- what they're taking pictures in front of. They're just taking pictures in front of art. They don't even know who the artist is. They don't know anything. They, they just, don't care. They, they don't care. Just, they literally just, don't care. They just want their feed to look nice. They want their mm-hmm. feed to look nice. They want their, their flow. They call it their flow. flow. They want flow to be and it's nice. like. And I'm like on one side of the museum Wait, what's looking the at flow. What's yeah, the like flow? when you look at their Instagram profile, oh. they, it, there's the like people want that to look nice. Yeah, I the, see, how I it's see. like composed. Okay. Yes, and I'd like to see their blood flow. 
<laughs> okay all right so i'm on like one end of the room matt's on the other end and i turn and i literally see him standing Twitching, like amongst seizing. these people that are doing taking selfies and matt's like shaking his head he's just like arms i'm just crossed. like wa- like mumbling like, like there's no fucking context nothing matters anymore this place shouldn't even been built just giving these fucking monsters opportunities i'm just like unable to enjoy it at all and i just love it i think it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> but so, so is it upsetting to you when Rachel thinks it's funny? No, I can't believe charming. that doesn't. Well, okay, you said it did make you mad when he laughed when you were mad. Yes, yeah, that did make me mad because I felt like he. Well, wasn't no, because I wasn't mad serious. at her. Like I think it's funny that she thinks mad, but I, yeah, no, I, I, I get. Listen, I, we've I been see. married for a month. We're in the honeymoon period. I'm sure, like you know. If we have children and we're sleep deprived, he's going to start really mm. annoying me. <laughs> but right now we are good. Yeah. We are. But yeah, like. But we've also been good since day one. Yeah. Like it hasn't changed that much. Well, when I met him, I was like, literally my whole mantra. I was like, don't fuck this up, Rachel. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> Not that I like fucked shit. I wasn't like a self-sabotaging, like single dating person. I mean, whatever. I would get excited about certain people and like didn't really go well. But I literally, I just remember being like, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Take it slow. Take it slow. Take it slow. How did you know not to fuck it up? <laughs> he I was really just so him. great. I just really yeah. liked him, mm-hmm. and he was like a good man. He was a good man. I could tell he was a good man. I knew it from the and I and he was funny and like a little arrogant and like I don't know. I just found it all like very endearing and like arrogant in that way that like. I don't know, like guys are, they try to like, you know, like, oh yeah, I like just, I write on this TV show. It's like, no big deal. Like, whatever. I just thought it was cute. Pretentious. Anyway. Pretentious. <laughs> Pretentious. Piece of shit. It can go yes. either way. That yes. That is really all about context. That yes. can be so appealing or so yes. unappealing. It was very appealing to me. I thought it was very funny. And and then because I saw that he was like a really great no, guy no, and all that. Sh- boring, boring, yeah, boring. Who okay. Cares? So <laughs> he farts. Uh, Did I tell you that he farts in front of me? <laughs> That's true. So Here's I what I want to know. So you guys both came into this relationship from having had bad relationships yeah. and you are like not bringing bringing all your knowledge from that into like making this one better mm-hmm. did was anything like new that you hadn't seen in your past relationships that has been like I mean genuinely that we weren't fighting that was the yeah. newest thing for me Honestly, the lack of conflict this is very new the lack of drama lack of drama like that was new. It's Forty-five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> the lack of <laughs> trying to do it yeah. suddenly. We I all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest thing I noticed. Was yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, it's been three months. We haven't fought. Oh, it's been a year. We haven't fought. Oh, that's odd. I'm used to there being wow. like I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never dropped. Yeah, Matt is incredible. It's still mine. Matt. It's hey, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we have enough goodwill built up now to get through Wait, a lot. That's another thing that I've heard. I think I don't think this is the only really? thing. One, my friend's mom said to me, she was like, "Don't." She was like, "You, if you're fighting early on in your relationship, it's doomed because yeah, you need." It's gonna get bad, so you're gonna need to live off the yeah, good, the good right. memories. Yep. I don't think true. that's. I think that is true, but I also think you can fight early on in a relationship and depends. It, but it depends it depend. if it's it, healing. It's really, Fighting's yes. fine if you fully heal. Yeah, and you re, and you for, and you genuinely forgive. If yes. you genuinely forgive and you're really honest with yourself and being like, I'm totally over this, then you're right. You can yes. be yeah. fine. But that's tough. I mean, yeah. you have that, that's pretty special if you're able to fight intensely a lot. And not hold any grudges. Yes. Or not like build up ammo and like, you know, yeah. like that kind of yes. shit. Yes. That is very, very true. That That is unbelievably true. Yeah. So did you guys. Another new oh, thing that in me. this relationship that has been mm-hmm. unfortunately a positive. I know what we're talking about arguing is Matt is like unbelievably punctual. And I <laughs> am mm-hmm. perpetually 10 minutes late to everything. And he's really up my game. And I've become a more punctual person. Wow. That was stressful for me because I was like, shit, I have to like, I can't. And I really hate the no, fact I'm that No, I'm a, if you're 10 minutes early, you're 10 minutes late person. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I can't help it. I was just raised that way. My mother's mm-hmm. that way. We get everything. I was the yeah. first kid at every birthday party by myself. <laughs> just with the one kid who had the party who didn't even really want to invite me and his mom, like while they set up. Like that's my whole life. Like I, and it's, that's I hate it, much. but I can't help it. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so early. It's rude. Yeah. yeah. No, I know that. It's, it's more rude than if I was late. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, everybody hates the early guy. 
we're first not, guy at the party. We're never gonna. <laughs> well, I'll even that out because I'm never like me. Even me, like trying super hard to be punctual, I'm on time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like for we were here, we were like five minutes early. But I've told you the times when, like, I've been like, yeah, I've told you like it's extremely important to me that we are not late for this. Yes, and then you you take those seriously. If you I didn't, did. that would be really hard for me. Actually, that would be yeah. because yeah. I'd be like. You know, when I need us to be on time for things, when it's a family thing yeah. and I don't want any weirdness and I just want it to go nice and like, or like, I, what it does to me is I get really stressed out when I'm late and yes. I, and then yeah. that will take me a long time to yes. chill out from and I don't mm. want to be at this thing pissed off. And then off. I gotta yeah. like give him space and it's just like, ugh. Yeah, it's like if you just do whatever you need to do to make sure you're on time, it will save us a lot of that grief and I can't help that grief. I'm 37. It's not going to change. I think another reason why we're like non-fighters is because we're older. Mm-hmm. I'm 36. Matt's going to be 38. Like, fuck it. I'm fucking done, man. I'm done with this fucking bullshit, fighting shit, fiery. F- f- no, dude. I have one life. I want to, you want to be in the foxhole with someone who's like, where you don't, that's the last of it. Yeah. But I've had people on who've been married 40 years and fight. Oh, that's true. Well, sure. Oh, yeah. that's good that you have other, uh, we're older for like our. You're medium. Yeah. We're medium. <laughs> like, yeah, my parents have been married so for almost 45 years. Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, and they fought like fucking cats and dogs when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I hit the point in my mid thirties where I realized like, no, this is me. This is, this yeah. is, I'm going to be the same person. I'm like, <laughs> I've just, I realized I'm the same person now that I was when I'm 15. I'm 35 wow. now. I mean, Nothing's. Um, if anything, my brain is going to change less. Like this is it. I better just stop trying. Do you to, feel like having kids will change? Will make you? Yeah, change? probably. Yes. yes, but I don't think those core values yeah. of who yeah. you are and what you need, like the, yeah. the basic building blocks. I think that's pretty much. You're it. not going to all of a sudden not care about being on time. Right. Yeah, I'm, and I'm also not going to be okay not having my space. I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, I don't like yeah. those. I'm not going to like yelling. I'm not. You know, there's those. Like, you know, I might tolerate things more, but I'm not going to change the fundamentals of like what I enjoy reality to be. I feel like you guys, but I think a big reason that you're able to not fight, it seems like from our conversation is just like both having this, like a lot of self-awareness about Mm. like who you are and what you want out of the other person. So it's pretty easy to be like, this is like the opposite of the last episode. <laughs> really? Everything's so clear. Something happened. Uh, okay. So you just are both very clear. So have so much clarity about mm. it. So I imagine if an issue comes up, it's just easy to categorize. As We've like, both done a shit a ton of therapy too. Yeah. We are products of therapy. I've been in therapy since I was four years old. My That's father is a therapist, number yeah. one. And I've had, I've had a therapist. I've had the same therapist for like seven, eight years. Yeah. And you don't need a therapist if you have a lot lot of people that you really trust and you can talk to. But if you don't, it's really helpful. Yeah. I think everyone needs a therapist. Yeah. I think it's, I don't think it's necessary. I think a lot of people, you can be healthy and and without one. I don't think it's like absolutely necessary, but I think. I think everyone needs a therapist. Yeah. I think it's very, very few people have somebody in their life who can take that role. Yeah. Who's a totally unbiased person that you could just dump all your shit on. Yeah. And who actually gives you really good advice that's not at all based on their own issues. Yeah. Who has no agenda other than than making sure that you don't ever really fully heal so that you keep paying them. Although I have had therapists who had a, I've had a therapist who had an agenda mm. other than my yeah. mom. I've almost graduated my therapist. therapist. Oh, wow. you, really? Well, we've been, yeah, it's funny. because what did you say? I almost graduated my therapist. We were joking about it the other day and I was like, because we had an entire session recently where it's like, I just asked him about clothes and stuff. Like, yeah, like his clothes. <laughs> and then at the end of it, I was like, I just realized I just paid you like $150 to talk about your pants. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I, how long, much longer I'll allow this to keep going, but we'll see what happens. He's like, are you just saying I graduated? He's like, you might have almost graduated. We'll see what goes on. How long like, have oh. you been seeing him? Uh, four years. Mm. It started in the last year of my marriage. So, well, maybe five years then. No, five mm-hmm. years. Shit. Yeah. Well, I start. I mean, I probably graduated from my guy, and I check in like a couple times a year. Yeah. Oh no, I'm down to once a month. But we're talking about maybe like I spent the last session just like I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have any any big things at the moment that feel that they're really pressing. This episode is like a really great ad for therapy. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. I hope so. If anything. Do you um? Did you guys have any bickering to do with wedding planning? Because I feel like that's very common. Like couples will fight easy. a lot about you, that. The, was, the, the, the few days before you were very tense. I was extremely tense. That's not surprising. Yeah, I was extremely tense, and I and I had a, a bit of resentment towards him because he didn't have to like, 
he got to like meditate one day when I was like, when I was like fucking suicidal. You know what I mean? Like I was like, fuck you. Um, but that was like, you know, 48 hours Wait, before. Why were you met? What? So we do mindfulness meditation and we took you a class together. You guys are we're unbelievable. Disgusting. We're disgusting. <laughs> so we are disgusting people. But um, we hadn't done it in a while and then the wedding was coming up and... and um, we had decided it was good to do it every day around yes. the time of the wedding. Yeah. And I it was like two days. I think it was like 48 hours before the wedding. And I was... I was like, I called my my maid of honor and I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm fuck this shit. This not done. Like, I don't. I all I want to do is get married. I'm over all these people. The wedding, the wedding, the people, the family. You were like about to elope. Yeah, I was like, I get it. I get it. Eloping is cool. Um, (laughs) and then I talked to him and he's like, Yeah. So I meditated with my mom for like 15 minutes. I was like, Fuck (laughs) you. And you're fucking meditate. Like I was like, I had to do like seven thousand things, but I just but, had so, less to do. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> but just, every single thing that I asked him to on. do, he did it like almost immediately. And what did what did you have? What did he, he did the do? website? The website was him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, I, that just was the, do the website. She asked me to do so little that when she asked something, I just felt like I should do it immediately. I was like, oh, and it took him like it was like kind. Of, I had to text his best friend a few times. You didn't know that, but I like text. I was like texting Jamie, and I was like, you have to go shopping with him because he, yeah, like, you know, I, I was getting off, nervous yeah. about that. I was like, get your fucking suit, suit, get it, mm-hmm. get it together, get it together, and he got a tux, and it was great. Um, but yeah, that was like, yeah, I heard people be like, you know, how you handle your wedding will say how your whole life is. And well, it was that like, is um, one thing about like people, I think there's some stuff that's dumb about like wedding industrial yes. complex and stuff. But I also, I'm, it's kind of similar to the, what we said about vacation. It's like, yes. it's a huge feat to plan an event of that scale. And yes. so I feel like part of it is maybe like that you'd go through that together and then you yes. learn a lot about the other person or... Yeah, I mean, Matt was super chill. He wasn't, Matt was like, whatever the hell you want, I don't care, you know? And also, we have the kind of, we have the same, like, sensibilities, and, like, I wasn't like, we have to have a seven-tiered cake, man! Like, we were like, no, we had, like, a chill cake. It was it was mm-hmm. cool. Like, we, we like the same things. We, like, live the same way. There wasn't too many things that I was like, we have to do this like this. The, my biggest thing was like the first look, which was like not what I thought it was going to be. What, what happened? I don't know. I thought it was going to be this like big thing. My best friend's first look was like this big thing and they were crying and shit. And I was like, oh my God, my first look. And then like he opened a door and came through and I was like, yeah, that's him. I saw him yesterday. Like, it was like <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, uh, this goes I, back to like things aren't really different for you guys. Yeah. Not after since being no, married. like I think it is different because he's my husband now and it's so fun. Yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's cool about it. But our daily lives don't feel up. No, there. nothing's different. Nothing's different at all. Like in like I I don't know. Okay, well you guys are boring as fuck. Would you yeah. like to start a fight right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any cabinets I can yeah. open? Yeah. Fuck yeah. You, yeah. Open cabinets. all the cabinets. I I like to think that we like I said this earlier on, but my like closing statement is this: we are what happens when you when you fail at other relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like we are we are people that have learned. We have people. We are we have hurt. We've been hurt. I've hurt people. You know, I've been on every side of it. Yeah, and I'm just really grateful that I was able to like take advice, listen to people, work on myself, you know, like let myself grow and learn and, and be ready when I was ready and not like force myself to be mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. I had two rules when I got divorced, uh, no actresses and no children of alcoholics. Those were literally, <laughs> I, I wrote them out with my therapist. I wrote out my deal breakers and those were the two top ones. Rachel is a actress who is a child of an alcoholic. Your rules are stupid. And all that matters, just find somebody that you respect and that you travel well with. And well, so, okay. wait, what did your therapist say? <laughs> no, he was worried. Funny? He was you, worried. Uh-huh. I, I said, yeah. I joked. I was like, sure. I had a really good date with an actress who's a child and alcoholic. <laughs> and he was like... Obviously, you didn't take the rule so seriously if you went on a date with her. Or you didn't know she was an actress. No, but I was actually bummed out when I found those things out. Yeah. I was like, oh, most likely this is not going to work. Yeah. And then I, I, I kept giving it shots. And then I realized like, and but it took it took a while before I was really able to let go of those rules and be like, separate them from the person. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the things in your head. You know? yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, everybody I've dated who's been a disaster has had those two things. So obviously I can never date those things again. That's the problem. It's got nothing to do with me or the person or anything. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah but those it's funny how those superficial things meant nothing in the end and it was just like just find somebody that you respect yeah okay so what are our takeaways go on vacation together travel well go to therapy go to, go to therapy. therapy respect them yeah heal after you it, yeah. It, it, heal after you fight but that yes. will happen if you respect the person right. you can't force and that kindness yeah well that yeah just be kind to each other that's mm-hmm. huge but you can't force it just you be a kind hope, just be hopefully you're a kind person and hopefully you find another kind person you gotta get the fuck over yourself <laughs> <laughs> and put the other person first for like a, for a fucking five minutes. But you don't. You, you'll just want to if you respect yeah. them. That's yeah. see, all those things just come from respect. Like I, if I put you first, it's not because I'm in my head going, I must push you first. Like I'm, you know, some sociopath. It's like, well, I just respect you, so that's what I'm going to do because yeah, I like you. Mean. Don't be mean to each other. Again, meanness is respect. <laughs> meanness is awful and it's ugly and not cool. Yeah, it's hard to do though if you respect somebody. It's hard to be mean to somebody. Yeah. Like try being mean to your mom or dad. Like if you love them, it's hard. It's like it feels bad when yeah. you do it. You you don't like it how it feels. If you like being mean to somebody, you, that person's probably not good for you. You probably don't like that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have lots of sex. Well, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's what you want to do. <laughs> okay, okay. Sex guys. Um. I think you're such a great couple. I will be we'll slowly be sabotaging your relationship. Yeah. Do you ever say to the couples that come in, like, guys... Break up. I would say that every time. Just break up. You guys the episode break we just the fuck up. recorded, I really... You're like... <laughs> no, I... Uh, uh, well, Run I, as fast as you can from each other. No. Um, I will be um, sabotaging your relationship. I would love to see you guys. Fight. Great. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, sure. Great. Okay. No, no, we're, we're fucked. We're going to be divorced <laughs> in like six months. Watch us have a kid and this all goes... Yeah. Come back on when you have a kid. We will. Okay. Gladly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I would love to. This okay. podcast will be called Fuck This Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's it. Cool. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for listening to Honey. I'm Julia Meltzer. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as Drunk Actress. The show is produced by Ryan Middledorf. Our cover art is by Allie Monroe, and our theme song is by Aaron and Melissa. Thanks for listening. Bye. It's a creative podcast network.